0: the music it's time for the Raiders today podcast with your host Dwayne Douglas
1: Hey, welcome everybody to another glorious episode of the Raiders Today podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Douglas. Cool thing about being part of the Raider Nation, you get a chance to talk to some really cool people, and one of those cool people is my peoples, Phil Robinson III. You can see, you can catch him on Twitter at Phil Robinson NFL. He is one of the co-hosts of the the unfiltered unfiltered truth um, past um, podcast. Part of NFL yes. media as well too. So Phil, uh, how you doing today?
2: How's, I'm doing how,
1: well. How's that? How's that California air treating you today?
0: Oh, the California air is always the best as long as there's no fire brewing. When when California is burning, the air out here sucks so worse than anything you ever want to be in. Yeah, that's uh. So
1: we're talking about the Raiders here, um, and this has not been you know what we all. What we all thought it would be, obviously. Um, you know that that the party at Ricky seemed like it was five years ago, um, right, right? Currently,
3: that <laughs> seems like
0: a, seems like yeah, a long time I was was there. Ago. I was there. <laughs> I was yeah. there. You who, who yeah. are you telling? <laughs> so,
1: where did this? I, I thought you know I thought I thought I expected kind of an up and down season. Um, a, a, the team that I thought the Raiders would be similar to would be. The uh, Detroit Lions just up and down, you know, when you know, five hundred maybe. The if they're lucky, I mean, ten and six or um or nine and seven, that's a that's not where they're going to be this year. Where what was the point in the season where you just said, okay, this could really, this this is all going to fall apart. This is going to look ugly here in the 2018 campaign for the Oakland Raiders.
0: Really, I would say probably about week three. Because because the first two games they were re- they were in, and then and then it just looked like it fell apart. There was consistently no pressure. There was no pressure on the. And I mean, when I say no pressure, I mean zero. Like you you or I could stand back there on, on a on a game of touch football and probably have about as much time to throw as the opposing quarterbacks did. It, it was it was painful to watch and count off seconds and see NFL quarterbacks consistently sit in the pocket with five to six seconds to throw the ball on nearly every play.
1: And that was the the game of Miami kind of they got to a good start. I I thought that there were two moments in this early in the season for Gruden where he, he trusted his fullback to make the biggest play of the game Uh, in Denver You know they Mm -hmm. had that fourth and one. That fourth and one they went to. He did not come through. Smith Smith did not come through. And I thought when they were up seven nothing, in the in the Dolphin game, pivotal moment, up seven nothing. They had the ball at the the half yard line. No quarterback sneak. No give the ball to Marshawn again on the goal line. You know where his. You know where, where where he can use his ability to. You know have players falling off' them. I thought that though that was really the thing that kind of bothered me the most uh in those critical moments, not going to one of your one of your best players, but that's neither here nor there spider two goal... y banana yeah spider two y banana that, oh
0: my goodness you you talk about a full, you talk about the fullback spider two wide banana right there exactly the, yeah the, his, play his, call, his, the play call will sound you' you're, you're you've gotta execute so when you take a look at when you take a look at the Raiders offense. The, is everybody wants to jump on the play call and everybody wants to jump on the quarterback and rightfully so because the scoring offense to this up to this point recently has been down. They have shown the ability to score in flashes but not consistently. And the reason for that is execution. The reason for that is players who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and what you're seeing is the players who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing being weeded out, not so subtly, and not so slowly, and, and we've gone from we've gone like you said the the party at Ricky's. It seems like eons ago because ain't nobody's talking that Super Bowl talk now. This thing is about to be stripped down to the cupboards all the way down to the to the nails in about eight weeks. So we we've gone and we've gone in a totally different direction than what anybody anticipated saying, but. At this particular point, I at first I was truly against this and wondering what the hell was he thinking, but looking at what the talent that has evaporated on this team, because at one point two years ago, this was a Super Bowl contender. Last year they were a, a, a true disappointment, and this year they look like they just can't compete with anybody.
1: It's tough when you, I mean, I, I, they, made, they made Marlon Mack look like Eric Dickerson on Sunday. With the way the defense is played, um, what is it, it, speaking of speaking of the defense? One of the hires that I was so excited about was Paul Gunther. I thought the Raiders had a real defensive um, coordinator there, but is this a situation where he just they're such devoid of talent defensively that it's hard to really judge him until next year?
0: I don't buy that for a second, and anybody and anybody who does is a, is a moron. Paul Gunther inherited is, that. That would assume that this defense was only going to be great with Khalil Mack, Gary Con, Garion Conley. This this week was put. A, I think he had a seventy-seven point something grade in as a corner, which was probably fifteenth out of forty-one corners in the league. This is your rookie that that couldn't get any playing time. Every time he's been, he's only given up two touchdowns on the season. In, in eight weeks, this is your rookie that can't get on the field, that plays like a rookie. Like, you, you got, you have an issue with him tackling. This, you limited the ability to have live contact. So if he's going to get work at tackling, there's only one place for him to get it, which would be on the field. But that's the one place you won't put him. Like, look, the blitzing. Look, we heard he had 200, what was it, 26 Exotic blitzes from 14 different fronts and and endless amounts of player-personnel combination. Let me tell you what I see. I could count the amount of times that he's shown a double-A gap blitz, and they've actually come. The difference between Mike Zimmer and Paul Gunther is that when Mike Zimmer shows you a blitz, he brings it. That's why his defense is better. And that's why Gunther's defense is, is the worst. Yeah.
1: I, listen, I, 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 I have no. I, have, I totally agree with you. I just, I, just to, I just had to put it out there, try to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But I watched. The, listen, I lived in New England for a long period of time, moved out to California. And I used to watch just guys on the New England Patriots who are just subpar, who are average players, but they're in the right spot consistently to make plays. They weren't giving up big plays in crucial moments, and I don't know why Gunther can't get these guys. I'm not, I'm not talking about in the, in the totality of the season, from the beginning to to be in the right spot at the right time. It's just it's just kind of a it's kind of embarrassing to see what and, and I just feel like I, I Raider fans have, have of this of this generation have like never seen them have a good defense. It's like it's, I can't even think of. I mean, even the Gruden years, they kind of they scored so many points. Um, sometimes it wasn't, it wasn't a great defense. Yeah, I mean that's a long time.
0: That's t- That was a long time ago. You're right, but that was the last yeah. time the Raiders had a great defense. And
1: then and then and then and then you look at the other corner. You mentioned Conley. What's going on with Rashawn Melvin? I mean, a war of words back and forth. It's not like we. It's not like the Raiders have somebody who is. They they don't have do do they have a, a Charles Woodson on the other side of Conley who who, who can who can put Rashad Melvin on the bench.
0: Uh, Warley is supposed to be the guy I don't have a problem with Warley. I really don't uh, I, oh. the, the corners that they The corners that they have right now That they need to work And that we really should ought not see any more Leon Hall or any of your veterans You need to work Conley You need to work Nick Nelson And you need to work Daryl Warley. Warley To see if those three are going to be able To be the guys for you They, they have talent they have unique sets of skills that complement each other and can be used in a variety of ways to play off each other what 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 you see with new regime with new regimes is always the system is always my system, my guys versus tweaking my system to the talent on the roster. The reason why the New England Patriots are so damn good every single year is because Bill Belichick excels at tweaking his system to the talent on his roster. And as long as you put players in position to do what they do best, and and you can work a defense around that to make sure that everybody is only doing what they do best, your chances of achieving success, are going to be much higher than somebody coming and saying, "Oh, you can't play my defense. You suck. Get out of here." There's an awful lot of talent that left. Is it all? Did it all fit this system? No. Did it have problems? Absolutely, it did. But there, there's a lot of talent that is no longer on this football team, and it shows.
1: Yeah, you, we talk about, um, we, we talk about, you know. The tear down, right, and I think it's the biggest mistake every every organization makes is that they come in and immediately want to tear tear everything down this going into the season, this was not a tear down like i mean there's no other way this i i I hate to say it like that, but I mean it turned into a tear down, but it was not a tear down, and I think that that's the biggest problem I have with this with what Gruden did is because I feel like this this team could have at least given, you know, not had the season be over before Halloween, you know, <laughs> because, because, because the season ended before Halloween, and I don't think that should have happened.
0: Well, and, and to to that I'll say this. As bad as it looks, and it does look bad, the Raiders are 1-6. If they go on a nine-game winning streak, this se- not only is this season not over, they hit the playoffs. Now, do I expect that to happen? Absolutely not. But what I will tell what I will tell you is that I've watched the offense in, the, in last, last week, and they were come and they had the look of something that was coming together. The defense, on the other hand, couldn't stop a nosebleed, so that's why they ain't gonna win shit. If, if you want my honest opinion, but. <clears throat> Cards interceptions are down. I, I'm actually I'm actually going to be working on a midseason report card for the Raiders coming up for Silver and Black Pride after the uh, Niner game. But it it has not been all bad. It's not beyond the realm of possibility to see that maybe it just maybe if their defense is something other than god awful that they can start winning football games because their their scoring is up. They're averaging around twenty eight points a game now.
1: Speaking of Carr, um, I think I think it was Bonte Hill who tweeted out something about like you know Carr's not going to make it to Vegas. I I, I've, I I he he's had his moments where he where where he's been. You know this is probably the most complex system he's ever had to had to run. Um, this is an opportunity for him to. If I mean I think if they can stay together, there's a lot of points to be had, no question about it. Um on the football field because I think he 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 can definitely call plays and car, and Carr can play. Quarterback, are you confident in going forward with Car? Because let's face it, like even if you even if you try to replace him, you watch college football; it's, it's that's a crapshoot. I mean, this guy is a proven player in, in this league, and I, I think if you give him given time in his offense, I think he can really be a guy who puts up a lot of points uh, in, in the in the next you know four, four or five years with the Raiders.
0: So to that, I'll say this: I actually have a piece written that's on the editing desk that will back up these points that I'm getting ready to make. Derek Carr is currently having the best season of his professional career in every category except for touchdowns thrown and interceptions. The last three weeks, he's thrown one interception, hasn't thrown a last, let's say, four weeks, including the bye. He's thrown one interception in the last month. He hasn't thrown any in the last three weeks. The last interception goes back to the Chargers. He's currently sitting at 12. 2,020 yards, which at the halfway mark will put him in on pace for over 4,000 yards this season. His 72. Po- his 72.0 completion percentage is nearly 10% higher than it has been over the course of his career, and this is the first year with John Gruden. Getting rid of Derek Carr would be a phenomenally worse. Move than getting rid of Khalil Mack. Infinitely worse move than getting rid of Khalil Mack. You want you want people want to dump on him. I watched for the last two weeks him correct his mistakes. This week it was stepping up in the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield and delivering strikes. Last week was breaking breaking free of the pocket, using his legs to keep plays moving, keep the chains moving, which is something we've been clamoring for for how long now, since since the Saints game when he took the leap of faith. He scored a rushing touchdown this week, no interceptions, three touchdowns, four total touchdowns. He, he, he's out there doing it, he can, and this is after everybody has questioned him Talk down on him, spit on him. Sadie was crying on the field.
1: And I, I'll say this about the, about the about the armchair quarterbacks. Like you, if you ever stood on the sideline at an NFL game, and you understand what what kind of person it takes to play in the NFL, it's real it's real cowardly to try to to to, to you know to go after Derek Carr for getting pounded in London against against um the seahawks there because i mean that is because because the guy takes a pounding he has two rookie tight two rookie tackles uh let's be let's be real here most people would wet the bed before they even could stand in the pocket
0: those two rookie tackles played an outstanding game against the fourth best pass rush in the league this week they
1: did they did and 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 that should continue um this week against the uh, the 49ers uh, compensation now you look at uh, what they got for Cooper and you see around the league what teams got for Golden Tate what team got what teams got for other receivers this is I mean that's a really great job we kind of just maybe maybe even Hype. preying on the a uh, preying on the de- desperation of <laughs> of, um, Jerry of Jerry Jones. Jones and the Cowboys. <laughs> Um, Bill Walsh, I I believe in Bill Walsh's book, he said the last position you should play, you should pay on your football team should be wide receiver. And, you know, the Raiders, I I couldn't justify giving him, justify Mario Cooper, giving him a uh, tremendous deal. Talk about the, the kind of the heist that, if you will, like you said, of the Raiders getting that number one pick, a third number one pick, uh, from the Dallas Cowboys.
0: In amari cooper, the dallas cowboys let let's go off this season alone, shall we just this season alone has gotten a receiver who's only been targeted one time in a in a football game is still among the league leaders in drops has complete has checked out of games on his own quit on routes. And is routinely not where he's supposed to be on the football field, which is causing his quarterback to happily, it is he's going. I've watched, I've watched body language. For what Carr will never say anything bad about anybody. I respect him. It's cool, whatever. That body language, on the other hand, on the field is say, telling me something completely different. Could it have been time for a change of a change of scenery? Absolutely it could have been. But people are questioning his heart, his work ethic, and at first I was I was how dare they say that. I was like, you don't play you don't play at Alabama and not want to play f have a problem with playing football and heart and all that shit. But as rumor as rumor had it, there were some time there were some statements made going back to last season by Carr which many including myself thought he was talking about other members of the team and really the the pieces fell together that he was talking about Cooper and having a wide receiver with dropping issues who's not where he's supposed to be consistently and giving up on routes that that's a guy that that's a guy that Dallas can have and the fact that they decided, they were so desperate for a wide receiver because Alan Hearns has not been it, they gave the Raiders a number one pick. So Reggie should that that should atone for the second round pick that Reggie sent to Chicago. The funny thing about it
1: is I just can't. I mean, as I said the the, the the Raiders made a great. The, the Raiders did do a really. Great thing there. You couldn't just, you couldn't. I mean, you couldn't justify even keeping keeping him on that roster. Same agent as Khalil Mack, as we all know. No. So, great, great move by the Raiders there um, to, to get that third first round pick. So, even even at one and six, there are some there are bright spots on this team. Can you give me give me a couple that going forward the Raider fans can uh, look for uh, down the stretch here? I know um, there's a certain defensive tackle who everybody loves down there in Oakland.
0: There's two actually, and and my and the guy and the guy that you really should be falling in love with is the guy that's not being talked about, and the reason why and that's Arden Key. You hear you hear every so often, but if you watch Arden Key, Arden Key has gotten to the quarterback for a sack, and he's getting there a lot more frequently than he's not. Now I've watched I've watched him and the way that he's being the way that he's being blocked has changed from being blocked to being held. And there was another player that I remember who didn't quite post the numbers in the beginning of the season, but you could see that it was there and that given some time, given some increase in his strength and, and weight, that he would the, he would ultimately fill out the frame and become the player that he that he ultimately became. So I see I see a lot of that in Arden Keith. The bend that you heard was great, the speed is cool, where he's where where he needs to where he needs to improve is he either needs to squat down and get that 66 six lower when he's when he's manning up in the run game and he needs and he needs to add a little bit more strength and development and he'll be just fine. The Maurice Hurst is is the guy that is is what he was supposed to be. The, the, doctor, the doctors and the heart issue made are basically what gave the Raiders a first-round pick in the fifth round because Maurice Hurst has been one of the best defensive tackles as a rookie, if not the best, even though the tape against the Colts will show that he chose the wrong gap on multiple occasions, which resulted in nearly two running backs going for 100 yards simultaneously. I like PJ Hall's raw ability. PJ Hall is a beast, and they need to figure out ways to continue to use him. He sat, He sucks up a double team and just owns double teams. It's, it's crazy. You don't. You really don't see that. Like that. That a shorter guy, it just just dominates double teams the way that he does. But for whatever reason, they just cannot block him. The only problem is he runs himself out of plays and getting around people. Which is has problems of its own. The surprise of this group so far has probably, I'll say, Brandon. The way Brandon Parker rebounded after the awful game he had against Seattle that that was impressive. I after the game, I'll be honest. After the game I saw against Seattle, I was about ready to write him off as not being able to play. But he improved drastically. I still have grave concerns about the run blocking abilities of both he and Colton Miller. But in terms of pass protection, they are going. The Raiders are going to be set up nice with a couple of with a couple of young tackles, big young tackles that are going to continue to fill out themselves and get more confident in what what it is that they're doing and and hold it down.
1: I mean, they are. There are some definitely some some young t- some young pieces there, and this could end up being a pretty good draft for the for the Raiders. And uh, you know, you look at those tackles. Uh, I worry about Parker sometimes on every snap, um, but I just feel like you know it gets more strength. Colton Miller is a little bit better than I thought he would be so far. If he can stay healthy, we'll see what happens there. Um, they have the they have the three picks in the first round. I have watched the NFL draft for years. I don't remember a team having. I remember a team having two. I don't remember the team having three. And it's and it's a possibility that these three are gonna be close together because I don't even though they're in first place right now, I still didn't see the the Bears. have four last year? They had four picks in the first round last year? I don't remember. I don't remember I'm talking my head. Uh
0: they had the corner. Uh who else did they? They have? had Baker
1: Mayfield. They had Baker Mayfield. Baker, May- Baker Mayfield Baker
0: Mayfield, then then they had yeah. the corner, that's two. Then they had uh, who's they had another guy they picked up late in the, in the end of the round.
1: I'd have to look. I have to look. I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll try to take a peek. But going forward, looking at the position groups of the Oakland Raiders that need help, where would you like to see? I'm I'm, I'm asking you for players because we're way too ahead. We're way too. Um,
0: yeah. We're, way, way far away from
1: way too. Way, for, we're, we're, we're way, too, yeah. way too. But what, well, what positions do you want to see them attack? I, I uh, as far as these three picks in the first round, I am
0: torn. My top two, my I, I personally believe all three of these first round picks need to be spent on the defensive side of the football. Get just just right off. Will it be Will it be that way? Probably not. But I feel like if they go with the top three picks going for defense, then they should be able to round out the offense with the rest of their draft picks. That being said. I believe they need a linebacker, a top tier, mm-hmm. the guy at linebacker. I like Markell Lee. I like Nicholas Morrow, but, but for whatever reason, Nicholas Morrow continues to not be able to get a sniff. Markel Lee is is very is good against the run. Is, is suspect against the pass. Uh, to to hear Whitehead comes in, says all the right things, guy of character, upstanding guy, no problem with him personally. He's doing he he's making no plays. There there's no wild there's no wild plays being made by him. The middle of the field is consistently wide open and it is always a problem for the raid no matter who, no matter which coach, no matter what players they, the middle of the field is always open. We need to find a guy capable of plugging the middle of the field, guarding tight ends, identifying offense, blitzing. It's just a guy who's a freak, not one who just does one thing, not does this thing. Because they piece together linebackers so that they wouldn't have. To, and you get, and they are basically you get what you pay for. The old saying.
1: So I mean, that that I mean the last I mean was was Greg Beaker the last guy? Like was I mean was uh was was uh, Kirk Morrison the last middle linebacker that they had who was who was a pretty good who was a pretty good player? I mean it it seems like it seems that way. Him it, and Thomas Howard. Yeah. Thomas Howard was
0: the late one too. Yeah. The late yeah, Thomas, Thomas Howard. Yeah.
1: There. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking a quick look quick 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 glance at the gra- at the draft. I think they only had it looks like they only had two. Picks in the first round because I'm not I'm not seeing that but still I mean they got they got three This is an opportunity yeah. to get To to get to get better a lot A lot quicker than right. rather now than later They're also they're also going to have um, Cap room as well because they're not Going to be paying you know Mac And not paying uh, uh, Amari Cooper as well So so you have they to worry have, about you have to worry have, about those yeah. salaries. so so the no, Opportunity no. will be there to get the opportunity Will, will be there to get better uh, Phil Thanks for joining us here on the on the Raiders Today podcast, can you tell everybody where they can find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Phil Robinson NFL. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn at Philip Robinson III. You can find my writing at Silver and Black Pride, and you can look out for the Unfiltered Truth and the Fast Break Show with my co-host Phil Jones on the IE Sports Network.
1: Right now, as far as the win loss record, but you know, we still got to fight on with the Raider Nation here. Um, you know, one in seven, a, a dismal performance against San Francisco, and the last time they're going to be facing them, as far as you know, part of the Bay Area. Um, next time they face them, they'll be in Las Vegas. Uh, just, just just tough game to watch overall, especially when you have a rookie quarterback, a guy who has never done anything in the league. Kind of rip, rip, kind of rip your team apart, but the Raiders are on a different place, so we have to keep that into keep that into keep that in our minds and say, you know, this is hopefully for them, better days are um, better days are coming down the road. So what, 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 what we have interviewed a lot of different people on our on our show. In the past, so I want to make sure that that Raider fans get a chance to voice their opinions on the Raiders Today podcast. So we have one on the line now. Um, Jack, how you doing today?
3: I am doing very good, very good. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh man, no problem, no problem, no problem. Um, kind of saw your, you, you kind of saw you on Twitter, and I said, hey, let me, let me let me just let me just get let me just get this uh, Raider fan on to see what he wants to, what, what he wants to talk about going into the season. What was your thoughts? Like you, you know, they got Gruden, they had the whole thing at Ricky's. Um, mm-hmm. What did you feel? Or what did you feel about where they would be when the season started? How 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 on a scale of one to ten, where were you, as far as enthusiasm, ready to go, with ten being the highest?
3: Ten being the highest. I was at seven, uh, which is perfect because I thought the team would be seven and nine at best. Um, at worst, you know, I didn't imagine this to be the worst. But I thought if all worked out and everyone is firing all cylinders, they would be seven and nine at best.
1: Okay. So you had, so you were, you are you were, you were on a little, a little on a low, a low end. I thought around, I thought around eight and eight would probably, would probably be right. So we're, so we're, we're all, we're all going, we're, we're all thinking about that right. in the right direction. We're all thinking about the same kind of thing here. But we look at the where they are right now. Mm-hmm. What's the first? What was the first thing you thought of? Do you see light at the end of the tunnel? Do you think it's important for them to have that first pick in the draft? Um, you know they have three first-round picks. I've never seen that before for the Raiders <laughs> or 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 any, or or any team in the league, right? Um, mm-hmm. How important how important is it for them to be to get that number one pick? To get to, 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 everybody wants both that both their Raider jersey. How important is that for, for, for right. the franchise? You feel
3: right. Um, one of the, you know, it would be great to have the number one overall pick because you get options, you know, you'll, you'll have teams that will look at that. And if they want a guy, they got to pay the price. They got to pay the Piper to get that for the Raiders. If they need, if they get that number one overall pick, you know, the popular pick is going to be Bosa, of course. Um, to me, it's not critical to get the number one overall pick because they do have three picks in the draft. So let's say they get, you know, a top five pick. But their dude is at number one. They have the ammunition to potentially move up if they need to. So it's not like they have to get the number one pick because they do have those additional two picks in that same round.
1: As far as let's go um, back in time when you got when you got the alert on your on your Android or your iPhone that <laughs> Khalil Mack was a uh, Chicago Bear. <laughs> <laughs> what, what
3: was going through what was
1: going through your mind?
3: Oh man, I was tweeting the week before, days before, saying, putting out these outlandish things like, if you want Mac, you got to give you got to give the Raiders four picks and two solid players. And it, it was a joke, cause I was like, you know, I was putting some parody out there, saying, you know, if you want Mac, you got to get you got to give up a king's ransom. And then when I saw that they got rid of Mac, I woke up and I looked at my phone and it was Camille Max the Bear, and I was like, no, no, this isn't real. This is like a joke. Like, this is Adam Schefter jumping on something too quick. But it, when it happened, I was just like, man, what did they get for him? And uh, I saw what they got. The only thing that irked me about the whole situation, other than getting rid of a foundation piece, was they gave a second-round pick back to the Bears.
1: Yeah, I wonder, I kind of wonder if that was, for the financial part of it because like what, l- let's just say the 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 two the, the the second round picks come through and they they, they become good mm-hmm. raiders and the first round picks come through co- come through that's uh that's mm-hmm. what's five first I mean that's a lot of picks right there and you got to pay them right. eventually hopefully they don't all, right. hopefully they don't, they don't all have Max um agent <laughs> if you will <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully hopefully that won't be the case but you gotta pay him, so maybe right. I, I don't understand why, why they got any. I thought maybe could they have gotten Danny Tread, Danny Tridathan back. I mean, the Raiders could have loved to loved to get a linebacker when you consider they drafted right. um, Roquan Smith. I thought that that could have been a perfect a perfect, a perfect marriage there as well, but didn't mm-hmm. happen there. Um, I was shocked. It it, it kind of took all to me. It took all the air out of the season for the for right. for, for the Raiders. I you know so it was it was. It, 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 that that was really tough to see um in retrospect though now you look at the the, the trade they just recently made when you look at all the mm-hmm. other receivers who the raiders or, who are around the league i should say who got traded like golden Tate got traded right. very very productive very productive player um demarius thomas mm-hmm. you know no n- nobody got anything near. What the Raiders got for Khalil Mack, I'd have to say that Gruden and whoever's running the Raiders besides Gruden, well, I think I think a hundred million re hundred million reasons why Gruden's actually running it. That was probably a really right. good move for the Raiders there. I love Cooper, but Cooper was not worth a was not worth um uh a, a first round pick, right?
3: Right. No, that right there was one of the few times the Raiders didn't get uh pretty much fleeced. Uh, The Raiders did the fleecing on that one. The Cowboys were desperate. They needed a receiver, and they were the only team that gave the first. Uh, The Eagles were the other team that were uh, interested, but they were looking at tops, a second-round pick. I guess, you know, either Cooper's agent, uh, Joel Siegel, which is not a popular name with Gruden because he's Max agent. He must have spread that smoke, and Dallas jumped all over it with that desperate type of trade. But, hey, man, you got to give Gruden credit because no one – Thought he would get a first-round pick for Cooper.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't think so. I, they, when I saw the rumors about uh, rumors about that, I was like, first-round pick. I mean, that's I mean cr- crazy. And and obviously he's not. I would have I would have tried to to do something with Mac, uh, as far as a long-term uh-huh. deal. Um, but I could not justify a long-term deal with Amari Cooper. It, it would have had to be a prove-it deal. Um, a proven that, right. that that he's going to be a consistent a consistent. Wide receiver, along the lines of an AJ Green, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Julio Jones type guy. So we are right. we are in the we're in we're we're going in we're in the back we're in the Back to the Future Delorean now we're going we're going Back to the Future we're going <laughs> we're we're going, we're going all the way to the draft right? What I okay. mean they ha- I I want to go and I, I'm not gonna talk about players I'm just talking about here's right. my biggest thing. With the Raiders, and 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 after that, Jack, I'll, I'll, let, you res- I'll let you respond. I get really upset <laughs> when I sit and I wa- I make time in my schedule to watch them play, and they are playing against. I don't listen. If 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 Brady tears you up, I can deal with it. If Rodgers tears you up, I can deal with it. What Peyton Manning was with Denver tearing you up, I can deal with it. I'm so tired of seeing crappy quarterbacks. <laughs> Destroy, the Ra- Destroy the Raider defense. I want the first three picks in that draft. Uh, second pick, second round. You want to pick offense? Go ahead. The first three right. picks, every level of defense: defensive line,
3: mm-hmm.
1: linebacker, secondary. I don't care what order. Jack, the floor is right. yours.
3: <laughs> I think the same. Um, I am. Disturbed seeing Nick Mullins out there looking like Brett Favre. I joked on Twitter saying this kid's gonna throw four touchdowns. Watch. He didn't come close to that, but he tore the Raiders up. Uh, I w- I am the same feeling. The first three picks, if they keep them in the first round, should be defense, and they should go from front to back, meaning they should go a defensive lineman, a pass rusher, a linebacker, and a secondary man, if that's a corner or safety because Paul Gunther's defense is predicated on having smart football players that are in the right spots at the right time. What we've seen so far are ragtag dudes uh, that are just all over the place. Uh, you know, that run by Mostert, he was untouched oh uh, when I saw him. Oh my God. Yeah, I saw, I saw that sweep yeah. toss to the right and I saw five dudes on the Raiders in white jerseys just run halfway and then I was like, uh "Oh, that's it. He's going to go all the way," and he did. Oh God! I
1: mean, who knows what, who knows what would have happened if, if if the guy, the poor guy, didn't break his arm in the game. I mean, goodness. Right? And then I, and then somebody has to be able to have put their foot down, in in the in, in mm-hmm. the building, whether it's you know, and then say, "Listen, this is you get you get one guy over thirty on both sides of the ball in free agency." you can't you cannot <laughs> th- th- this team cannot have a plethora of over thirty five thirty two thirty three year old guys i mean it, right. it's embarrassing to ha- it's embarrassing to look back at he was screaming about getting derek johnson i mean derek johnson's dumb uh-huh. like he, to me if you you're gonna get derek johnson you might have just get- captain Barrow Bowman like i mean that was right. that, that was hard to that was that was hard to watch and how how we get torn up by tight ends and Nicholas Morrow never plays the fastest, probably the fastest right. defensive player on the team. This kind of drives me crazy, crazy as well. So I I don't know. So it's not going to be a good year. <laughs> They're not going to turn it around and turn around and go and go nine and seven. Uh, what are your What are your do you think they win another one for the rest of the year? And do you think or do you think Carr is question? Here's a question for you: Is Carr the quarterback? Into Vegas.
3: Into Vegas, okay. Um, I think they do get two more wins this year. Uh, it's going to be against Arizona, and uh, their Christmas present to Raider Nation will be a win uh, against Denver because Vance Joseph is hes going to just gift it, um, and he's falling apart over there in Denver. But with those two wins, I do see them getting knocked out of the number one pick uh, because of those two wins. Now, Derek Carr, I do see him being the quarterback heading into Vegas, just with the lone fact that if Gruden does draft a quarterback, that dude is not going to be playing right away. So let's just let's just say for, you know, this is not any prediction or anything. Let's just say he takes a quarterback, not in this draft, but the next draft when potentially Tua from Alabama comes out. If he takes a quarterback then, DC will still be the quarterback because I don't think Gruden's going to be comfortable sending a rookie out there.
1: As possible. I mean, everybody. Hopefully, hopefully they're not even in 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 the position to take take the Alabama quarterback a couple of years from now. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we right. see, hopefully the Raiders see some hopefully they see some progress there. I listen. <laughs> I, I I I just personally I I want him to actually get through the my only goal for Derek right now, uh, I, and I hate to say it like this, is just to get through the season healthy, because I don't want a big injury a big injury later in the season. That affects next mm-hmm. year. Let's just get through the mess they, they, uh, w- w- with with everything, with the draft picks, not to mention they'll be in the top top ten as far as salary cap um, room mm-hmm. as well. So we'll see what happens there for the Raiders. So, listen, Jack, um, how,
3: where can Raider fans um, catch you on Twitter so, we can, um,
1: so they can have some back and forth with you?
3: There you go. It's uh, at Jackassforia. <laughs> That's my Twitter handle. Um, you can find me as RLS worry on there and just check me out. You can find me at the rate Ramble or full press coverage Raiders. I do write pieces from time to time.
1: The struggles continue for the silver and black. Um, if it doesn't make you laugh, it makes you cry or however the saying goes, the struggles continue for the silver and black here um, down the stretch of this season. It's usually the football season goes by pretty quickly, but this one seems like it's going by really, really slow. When you're playing as poorly as the Raiders have been playing this year, and for some optimism about what's going on in Oakland, and maybe some, you know, some light at the end of the tunnel for the Raiders, probably definitely will be next season. We bring on Chris Reed. Who covers the Raiders on a day-to-day basis? Chris, how are you doing today?
2: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. though. So how are you?
1: Good. So let's just let's just start real quick. Uh, Mark Davis kind of broke his silence a, l- a little bit to ESPN. What are your thoughts about the interview with Paul G- Gutiérrez there and and how he kind of set the table up and blaming himself for what's going on with the Raiders and not John Gruden?
2: Well, I think Mark's the kind of guy that's gonna do that he's gonna you know the whole the the buck stops here, yeah that just kind of seems like his personality
1: yeah I mean he can kind of broke everything down as far as Kolomac and everything like that so what's we'll whats we'll you know we will see what happens in the future for the for the Raiders there um he's gonna fall on the sword right now'cause it was it was his choice to take um to to get to get John Gruden back in Oakland. As far as the offensive line, let's let's just talk about protection, protection, protection. Where do you do you see if Colton Miller is not playing, if he's not healthy, should they be thinking about sitting him? Um, is is Brandon Parker making any progress, or is it just a, a young player making a lot of rookie mistakes there?
2: Yeah, Brandon Parker, he's he's been struggling lately. Um, I know he had a an ankle injury early in the the season, but. he he certainly needs the the last half of the year to really step up. You figure they're probably at the very least going to bring in a a free agent that they figure can start there and and may even address offensive tackle again at some point in the draft. Um, I mean, you'd like to rest Miller and let him get healthy, but with Donald Penn on IR, you don't really have too many options there as far as who can step in and play. It's kind of a deal where, you know, seventy percent of Colton Miller might be better than anybody they could scrounge up right now.
1: As far as um, Gary and Conley, you know, they had a nice blitz on a, on a, on a when uh on a play that he uh, that Philip Rivers flipped out to uh, Melvin Gordon. He he is you know he had <laughs> Melvin Gordon right there, missed the tackle. Tackling has been an issue for him. Are you? Is he better? Been better in coverage than he is in tackling, and tackling has been just his bugaboo as far as his tenure in Oakland.
2: Well, when I'm watching him, the thing I'm thinking with Gary and Conley is I I want him I want Uh, Worley to kind of rub off on him the way Worley plays so physical because I think if Uh, Conley kind of added some physicality to his game it would match his, his, his sticky coverage ability. And I think it would kind of take him to that next level. Cause he does play, I don't want to use the word soft, but he kind of plays a little soft, even with his, his press coverages, um, that tackle, I mean, he did need to get outside leverage, you know, and then you had a whitehead that should have come in in the last game and they had one break on him. And then you had in this game where, uh, you know, Reggie Nelson comes inside and didn't even get close enough to even pretend to make a tackle. So I, I you, you would like to see him wrap up in that case, but at the same time, he does have to get that outside leverage to try to force the runner back in, and I think that kind of affected his tackle there. Yeah,
1: and we are talking to Chris Reed. He writes for Silver and, Silver and Black today uh, out there in uh, Las Vegas talking about the Raiders, and their future. So let's start rebuilding here. Give me three pieces of this roster here that we can look forward to in 2019 as building blocks as the Raiders and John Gruden Reggie McKenzie and everybody try to rebuild and, and build something that the Raiders can, can, can sustain for a long period of time here.
2: Uh, the first one we're really hoping is going to be Derek Carr. Uh, I mean for obvious reasons you don't really want to have to bring in a rookie quarterback because the team's going to kind of struggle early um and you probably have to overpay for a free agent so getting Carr the second year in the system have him step up and hopefully see some of that 2016 Derek Carr would be really nice the rookie linebackers uh well not rookies anymore but like Lee and and Morrow have been looking pretty good. So hopefully the last half of the season, they get a lot more playing time. uh, So next year they can hit the ground kind of running. And then as far as the secondary goes, like we were talking about with Conley playing physical, you'd really like to see, you know, probably going to have to look in the draft for a safety. I don't really know too many free agents that are going to come out and really be somebody that could, could change it around. So looking for, you know, young players to step up and guys to get to get comfortable is kind of where we're at for the rest of the year. Yeah.
1: As far as you mentioned free agency, what type of guys should the Raiders be, could, could be should be going for? Because I know, you know, with Le'Veon Bell out there, you know, with the with the Raiders cap situation, Raider fans are going to be all over Twitter talking about maybe we should go get Le'Veon Bell, especially with this might this looking like it could be Marshawn Lynch's last year. Thoughts on what what kind of guys the Raiders should be looking for in free agency?
2: Uh, there's going to be a lot of big names out there, especially you know when it comes to edge rushers. Depending on who actually hits free agency, like D. Ford, uh, Lawrence from. Uh, Dallas will be out there. Jadavion Clowney could be out there. And it's going to be really interesting to see what Gruden does. If he keeps up this uh, Belichick, you know, we're not going to pay players a lot of money. We're going to keep drafting and replacing people. Or does he try to, you know, swing for the fences and and kind of feel the heat from the media and stuff this year and and sign a bunch of people? It will be kind of interesting to see what he does.
1: Yeah, I mean, at some point they're going to have to – Sign some people because they because that that win that win loss record even though you're rebuilding it's gonna it's gonna catch up to you you, you got you got to be able to put some wins together and have a have a team that um that uh that it looks like they're gonna go in the right direction um going forward especially going into Las Vegas you look at um the draft now it's we're miles and miles away from now but do you feel like you know they're gonna just go out there and just make sure they just solidify themselves. And if they have the number one pick and everything health wise is good with Joey Bosa, I mean, I mean, is that is Bosa going to be the guy they're going to be looking for as far as as far as they kind of replacing Khalil Mack with a with an edge rusher immediately?
2: You know, if it's if it's my choice personally, if I'm at number one, I'm going to try to drop down some. Hopefully, you get somebody that wants the uh, the Oregon QB or somebody that's willing to overpay for Bosa. Because if it was me, I would take Williams out of Alabama to stick next to Maurice Hurst. Um, and then if you, were, if I was going to go with an edge rusher, I would take Farrell out of Clemson. But that's just my personal feeling. I like his, his physicality a lot more. Um, but I mean, you never know. It, it's who, if they're looking at the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Paul Gunther is going to be the big voice there. I never really saw uh, Cincinnati have. Serious edge rushers, but they definitely had somebody in the middle in uh, Geno Atkins. So I, I would be thinking they're probably going to be looking more towards the interior. But Bosa is obviously one of those guys that is going to be on the top of everybody's list.
1: Yeah, I mean, just gets. I wouldn't mind the, the, the kids from Alabama. Just somebody to stop the bleeding up front. I just can't. I can't take these 300-yard rushing games that the Raiders seem to give up um year after year after year um Chris what are you working on right now for um Silver and Black today as far as uh your stories going on so people can check those out on the website
2: uh, I just had the uh the article come out today about you know, uh max situation and how uh Le'Veon Bell's holdout out probably made Gruden look a lot better with that choice <clears throat> and then probably a breakdown on Worley uh and and maybe Conley this this week Okay,
1: yeah. Worley has been a surprise for the Raiders too. He's been played he's been played he's played pretty well in the in Paul Gunter's and uh, defense, so hopefully he can um he can bring something um back next year. and Nick Nelson, uh is he gonna it's do you like him? Do you think he has a, a feature in that secondary for the Raiders?
2: I mean it was preseason and you know how guys can look good in preseason and then once the regular season starts they just like fall off the map. But I'm I'm really hoping they get Nelson Playing uh, and, and maybe take some of Leon Hall's reps in the slot because he did look really good uh, and they stuck him outside too and and he kind of handled his own so it'd be nice to see in you know mid season games just to to get an idea of what they have there.
0: Yeah,
1: well I think the Raiders are going to your neck of the woods soon so let's make let's see if they can uh, stick it in the end zone this week. You don't want to go three games in a row without scoring a touch <laughs> without scoring a touchdown. Chris, thanks for joining us here on the Raiders Today podcast, and we'll talk to you later. Maybe maybe you're on the draft or sometime around there and see what's going on with the Raiders.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, Dwayne.
1: Thank you for listening to the Put on Waivers podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at RTPOWpodcast. At RTPOWpodcast.